I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anand Zaki. And Anand, consumer confidence is improving, but inflation is still a concern. Kia ora to you, Charlie. Yes, the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Index jumped two points in October to 88.1. A reading below 100 indicates consumers remain pessimistic. Only 38% think it's a good time to buy a major household item. And expectations of house price inflation lifted to 3.8%, the highest in 20 months. ANZ Chief Economist Sharon Zollner says people are feeling cautious in the lead-up to Christmas. There certainly will be an uptick in spending in the Christmas period. There there always is, but it could be um, that it's smaller than usual because... Uh, There is a discretionary element, I suppose, in terms of whether you choose to buy a small present or a big present. We really are seeing people pull back and make tougher decisions, particularly those with mortgages. Perceptions around the future of the economy jumped 14 points to 18%. And ANZ economists believe another hike in the official cash rate will be required next year to keep inflation down. The chair of Fletcher Building says the past few years have been rough, have been tough for the company and shareholders as it continues to struggle with ongoing costs associated with major legacy projects. Bruce Hassel told this morning's annual shareholders meeting that the company is on track to complete physical works on the final three projects through the 2024 calendar year. He said the legacy projects included the fire-damaged International Convention Centre in Auckland, the Puhoi to Walkworth Road project and Wellington Airport car parks. As I've said, we're nearly there on completing all our legacy construction contracts. But it's been very hard on shareholders and it is clearly impacting our share price. The The board acknowledges and understands the frustrations, but we have no other choice but to tough it out but we're nearly there. And Bruce Hassel says concerns about the plumbing issues in Western Australia is another drag on the company's share price, though Fletcher is committed to working with homeowners, officials and industry to find a solution. However, Fletcher maintains the problem with the IPLEX plumbing pipes as installation rather than a manufacturing problem, though it estimates it'll cost between 50 and $100 million to remedy. Fletcher Building hasn't offered a full-year profit guidance. However, it says the first-half underlying profit would be in line with the year earlier's $360 million. Casino operator Sky City continues to expect a modest increase in underlying earnings, despite a boost from the recent FIFA Women's World Cup. In an update at its shareholders' meeting, the company says it started the new financial year with good performance in July and August, particularly in Auckland due to the World Cup. However, outgoing chief executive Michael Ahern says the boost was short-lived, but the company is feeling positive about the future. That was probably masking weaker domestic spend due to the uncertain economic environment which became more apparent in September trading. Without the benefit of any significant events, Adelaide was impacted by the broader economic conditions as persistent inflation and cost of living pressures impacted consumer sentiment and spending. We remain positive about prospects for the summer tourism season in New Zealand, with cruise ship visits and increased international aircraft capacity expected to support strong growth in tourist arrivals and the potential recovery in the domestic economy. 
We are well advanced in our planning for the opening of Horizon Hotel in March 2024 and very excited about that. That will bring our hotel capacity to close to 1,000 rooms on site. Sky City says its forecast of modest growth assumes the integration of the Auckland car park earnings but doesn't include any potential impact from the Department of Internal Affairs application to temporarily suspend its New Zealand casino licence. A retirement operator is looking to make a name in philanthropy by investing in seniors in the community. The Selwyn Foundation wants to leverage their assets and capital to help meet the needs of older New Zealanders. Last year, the foundation completed the sale of six of its seven retirement villages to MetLife Care. The foundation's Liz Gibbs says it's offering $550,000 in grants to support the innovation challenge. Our board and our executive, we work really closely together to develop this new strategy. The Innovation Challenge is our first cab off the rank for our social impact work. And then later next year, we're very excited to be announcing impact investments whereby we'll utilise and leverage our balance sheet as well as our income from our investment portfolio. And the Selwyn Foundation will use a competitive process to select partners to work on projects designed to tackle sustainability, healthy homes and online safety for seniors. Well, time now to check in on the financial markets and we're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Anna. Look, it was another uh, shocker on Wall Street overnight, wasn't it? Uh, it's been a damp few days locally and overseas. How are we looking today? Yeah, look, unfortunately, Nan, it's sort of continued today. Uh, the NZX 50 gross index has opened down just over half a percent and is trading at 10,780 points. Uh, so a couple of the key detractors this morning, Mercury Energy, uh, that's down close to 3%, trading at $5.85. Uh, Ryman Healthcare, uh, their struggles sort of continue. Uh, that share price is down another 1.5%, trading at $5.34. Also, in terms of the blue chips, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, uh, that's down close to 2%, trading at $20.30. So, look, it's been a, a pretty challenging week, to say the least. Um, I guess on the, on the positive side of the ledger, uh, you briefly mentioned Sky City in the program. Uh, that's up around two and a half percent, trading at one dollar and ninety-three cents. And Fonterra, that's uh, they announced the research uh, development they're doing up in the northern hemisphere, and that's up about one and a quarter percent, trading at three dollars and seven cents. Okay, not long since Australia has opened. Uh, are they looking any better? Actually, they are. They've, they've opened in positive territory this morning. So S&P ASX 200 is at 6,834 points. Uh, it's mainly been led higher by the, the banks. Uh, so ANZ Bank's up over half a percent, trading at $24.95. Uh, and you've also got Westpac uh, trading close to up about 1% at $20.75. Okay, how's the New Zealand dollar looking? We had some uh, stronger than expected economic growth uh, numbers from the US. Is there any impact there? Yeah, look, a sort of minimal impact at this stage, Nan, but the, the, the Kiwi is holding on to 58 cents against the US dollar, so it's at 58.20. Uh, against the Aussie, we're at 92. Against Japanese yen, 87.53. Uh, at the sterling, we're back below sort of 50 pence at, at 48. Uh, and the euro, 55.10, with the New Zealand trade weighted index now below 70 at 69.10. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Sure. So interest rates, uh, three-month bank bills, they're trading at 5.68%. Uh, 10-year government bonds, they are at similar levels, uh, 5.52%. In terms of oil, West Texas Intermediate is trading at US $83.50 a barrel. 
And finally, gold, spot gold, is trading at US dollars 1,985 an ounce. Kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth with our market update. And in other business news this lunch hour, TVNZ has reported a steep drop in profit as tougher economic conditions bite into advertising revenue. The state-owned broadcaster's profit for the year ended June was $1.7 million, compared to $7.9 million last year. That's a near 80% drop. Overall, revenue fell by just over $14 million, with advertising decreasing by $12 million. Interim Chief Executive Brent McAnulty says it's a tough media market environment, but calls it a solid result. He says the broadcaster is expecting inflationary pressures and slower economic conditions to continue into the new financial year, and the company is focused on digital growth. And finally, you may have heard uh, Mark alluding to there, Fonterra has opened a new research centre in Ireland which will work to create new probiotic strains. The centre is a partnership with APC Microbiome Ireland, which is a research centre at the University College of Cork. The co-op says probiotics are a significant focus in the company's strategy to lead dairy innovation and to create high-quality co- high nutrition. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlie, that's business. Kia ora.